So how how does the income incoming like volunteer um like beneficial to the problem that you have been talking about like um how does the project itself um mm-hmm. being able to impact the society? Mm-hmm. Uh, so on a more um what do you call it, like a foundational perspective, I think um there's. A lot of the organizations, like you know, organizations that are out there run by adults,、um, they don't have that much opportunity to work or collaborate with younger people. But that's that seems to be the trend these days. You know, youth empowerment, youth engagement.、Um, how can we make sure that they are interested in the social issues, just like the other people who are working in the private sector or public sector, and.、Um, Isaac for、um, stakeholders provides that opportunity. For example,、um, let's just go back to education since that's one of the biggest issues that Koreans are interested in.、Um, so, for example, like schools, they're looking for new ways to really engage their students、um, and make kind of change the way they teach the change,、um, change the way the students engage in that educational environment. But then. Um, sometimes you know teachers are older, or sometimes they've become so、uh, comfortable with the environment that they've been given that they start to struggle to find an entirely new way. And I think that's when Isaac comes in. And a lot of our projects are also based on SDG number four to really、um, address the issue of how can we make our education better. And、um, in this case, not only does like our approach to creating projects and stuff help, but We also get to onboard people from so many different cultural backgrounds and different territories that、um, the input that the EPs later on bring is、um, a very refreshing, a refreshing addition to the traditional form of education that we have. And、um, you know, looking at the feedback we get from our partners and beneficiaries,、um, sometimes it can be something as simple like, "Oh, I really, really enjoyed it,"、um, and I feel like, for example. Uh, I really grew in confidence to communicate in English, but it can be other things,、um, a, something more transformative. Like、oh, this experience really kind of brought things back into focus for me on how I want to teach my students or what kind of、um, environment I want to create for young people、um, as I continue on my career as a teacher. And I think、um, the fact that this experience, even though most of our GB projects are only six weeks. What the stakeholders go through during the six weeks can later on、um, create like a chain reaction. So, for example, again, education after six weeks, they start to learn new things or、um, see like GCPs and BCPs, and then later on, after six weeks is over, they start implementing that into their own environments. And、um, hopefully, on the long run, it will also the project will not only give good experiences to people who are actually in the project. But also、um, create more opportunities for other people. So you think that the EP going to Korea will give like a new perspective to、mm-hmm. the organization. At the same time, they yeah, could、sure. have like lifelong impact for the EP themselves as well, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, do you feel like the impact have like Isaac impact have been diminished because this year we cannot have exchange happening? Hmm. I think the word impact, though, is quite、um, complex because、mm-hmm. what is impact, right? So, if we're talking about something tangible, like the number of 
uh, EPs that we bring into the country, the number of projects we run, then in that case, for sure, I would say there are um, realistic challenges that we're facing right now. So in that regard, yes, our impact has diminished. But um, one thing that I really like to emphasize with my commission is that this break that we're taking is a is a perfect opportunity because I think most of the times when we're doing ISEC, whether it's any t anything to small job descriptions to like big national strategies or initiatives, is that we're always so busy and always on such a short timeline that we kind of rush into things. But then this short break provides us the time to kind of regroup, um, reflect on what we did well and what we did not do well, and then um, really take the time to come up with solutions to those issues. So maybe the impact we have right now is not very visible, but I think on the long run, um, if we really grab this opportunity as a chance to improve the way we do things or what we do, um, then I think this will be a great chance to kind of further expand the impact or the influence we have on our local communities. So as an IGV, like mm -hmm. what uh, in your perspective, what is the thing that as OGV we should also improve? Because you said during this break is the perfect timing for us to improve what we are mm. doing, right? Right. Hmm. I think uh, one thing that we could definitely improve is, you know, um, once again, going back to the very tight timeline we work with uh, when we're attracting EPs, and I know this from experience, you know, working as a member at OGV or like doing right. MC manager, right? Um, is that we're very focused on um, making sure that this person is interested in the project or interested in going on exchange and um, that they have a good experience. But I think um, since we're managing so many different EPs at the same time and we have um, only like a very narrow window of opportunity to do attraction, uh, we start to uh, miss that maybe this person needs a little bit more clarification on what he or she can get out of this experience. Um, and one of the things that really makes me sad sometimes when I see exchanges, um, when EPs go back to their countries only having had fun or like, oh, this was a good experience or like, I have great memories, but we're not only doing this, we're not only doing exchange to give them good memories. You know, we really want them to develop themselves on a personal level as well. So um, I think if uh, IGV and OGV could work more closely to really develop um, accountability in the EP to um, answer the questions like, what do you really want to get out of this experience? What are not only hard skills, but soft skills that you want to develop um, during the six weeks in another country? I think um, if there's a way to really coordinate that effort on both sides um, of the exchange, then um, once again, going back to impact, our exchange won't only just be like, hey, let's work about SDGs or um, communicate with people from so many different countries, but it can really um, become a platform for people to cultivate themselves and um, you know, learn new things or become a better version of themselves. Do you have any like solution or suggestion to how OGV and IGV can actually collaborate to mm -hmm. make that happen? Mm -hmm. So this... Unfortunately, it didn't happen too often, but um, a few things like especially like uh, good case practices that I saw on the LC level is um, so there's the EP and then there's the EP manager and then the opportunity manager. And um, one really amazing thing I saw was that they created their own template, kind of like a profile for the EP 
So mm-hmm. then the and you know not the kind of profile you saw you see on Expa, but a more prettier, a more cohesive profile. And um, when I looked at the content, it was everything um, you know something as simple as like name and age and why did you apply, but everything to like their past experiences or um, what is the key component of the project that really draws you or what is your key concern about the project and um, what are the skills that you want to develop or what kind of people do you want to interact with so it was a very in-depth um research about who this person is and what this person wants and um so I, of course i was curious so at a national event i asked around and i finally found that ep so i went to the ep and i was like hey i, I um i had a really great time like looking through your profile and like reading about like what you wanted to get out of this experience and what she told me was that um, truth be told, when she first applied to this opportunity, um, it was more about like the cultural experience that drew her. But then when she was provided with the questions was about, so what do you want to learn or what kind of um, personal development do you want to experience through this? And then she started writing sentences and then that those became paragraphs and so on. It kind of changed her perspective on what she wants to do for six weeks. And I think that was really great. I mean, even if it's not something you can um, organize into bullet points, but if it's something that the person, the individual really feels connected to, then um, it's that it's another driving factor to for them to really try harder or um, approach the project or the activities on um, from a different perspective. And I think those kinds of um, small scale projects uh, between OGV and IGV could definitely help um, kind of upscale the opportunities we provide. So do you think that it's um, better when OGV actually share more insight about like the EP to IGV as well so that they can actually coordinate like how do we together provide mm-hmm. the best experience for the EP? Do you think mm-hmm. in that way, right? Yes, for sure. Because I mean, you know, sometimes when the EPs come, most of the times when the EPs come to the country, um, the IGB side, they're pretty much strangers. So it takes mm. I some time to really understand who is this person? What does this person want? But if OGB were to provide some guidance about uh, or some tips, then I think we could shorten that process and really work on, okay, then how can we cater to this person's needs? How can we challenge this person so that this experience will be more meaningful and so on? Mm-hmm. So you you mentioned about like your biggest like challenge this year is about the change management, right? Mm-hmm. So have you ever lose your motivation or what keeps you actually still moving or still go on regardless of the all the challenge like um, because you you were not able to do exchange like half EP right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, of, of course, motivation, that word is such a big thing in ISEC. Mm-hmm. And, um, but for me, I mean, I've been lucky enough, like, I was never like, oh, my God, I'm so, like, unmotivated or like, oh, like, I don't know what, how, like, I can continue. And I think it's because I focused more on, like, um, okay, so this is the current situation that I've been given. What can I do to make this better for me? And also... Um, as MCVP, of course, I have to think about the people around me as well, whether it's um, my MC team and more importantly, my commission. So um, for me, it wasn't really about a matter of like how motivated I am, but it's just how can I kind of take a step back, calm down and really um, assess the situation from a more um, 
objective point of view. And um, of course, you know, when this whole COVID-19 situation came up, it, it was definitely a big adjustment. And it took me a while to really understand, okay, then what can I do? But, um, and I guess it would have been pretty easy to be like, oh no, this is so sad and we can't do exchange. But um, again, I go back to the point about how this is an opportunity for me. And, you know, that's not an idea I came up with myself. I started talking with my commission and I think that's a key point. Whenever there's a challenge or some new thing that's just thrown in your face, you just need to talk to a lot of the people around you um, who are doing something similar to you so that you can kind of um, gather a lot of insights. And so I talked to um, a lot of my LCVPs in my commission and I started asking them, it could be anything from like, how are you feeling to what do you want to do now? You know, since we can't do exchange, but we still need to do something. So what do you want to do? And then um, listening to their um, hopes that they had when they were newly elects or any um, uh, ideas they had, then I started to realize, oh, okay, so then instead of doing exchange, we can work on uh, redesigning our projects or doing market research again to find better partners or um, work really on the internal stuff of our projects and our opportunities so that later on when we start again, we'll be able to do even better. So I think um, the key driving factor for me, I'm a very people-oriented person, so um, definitely I would say people and the way uh, they respond to the situation and the insights that they can give me when I ask them um, whether it's something about personal or whether it's more work-related, um, the feedback or the ideas that they provide me with. And then I'll gather it all and then I'll start trying to um, put it into an initiative that we can really push forward together. Mm -hmm. So how, because you said that you're a very people-oriented person, right? So how would mm -hmm. you define like empowering? Do you have any like um, very memorable personal story related to like empowering others? Mm. I would say, I guess this is a very Isaac-y thing to say, but definitely pushing someone to step out of his or her comfort zone for me is what empowerment is. Because, you know, all the, every single um, experience that I've had in Isaac was something new, um, something I haven't really done before I joined Isaac. But I remember um, one thing I distinctly remember was, again, when I was applying for LCP, um, since I was only a member and I didn't really know what I was doing, um, I lacked a lot of the information about what Isaac is, but also the um, strategic or critical mindset to start building the, uh, the strategy and the roadmap for the LC. And um, it's a little culture thing here, but um, in my LC, when you have to, when you want to apply, you have to get a, when you want to apply for a higher position, you have to get um, a recommendation letter from an alumni. And I just so happened to reach out to an alumni who actually um, did MCP in Isaac in Korea before, a couple years back. So here I was, a member applying for LCP, pretty much no experience. And I was talking to someone who was previously the MCP. And I was like getting feedback from her. And I remember she was very stern and I was kind of scared of her in the beginning. But she kept pushing me. She kept asking me like a lot of questions. So why do you want to do this? Or what are potential problems you see when you try to implement this strategy? Or um, how are you going to convince people that this is the right, the, the right thing to do? And in the beginning, I was pretty stressed, of course. I was like, why is she asking me so many questions? But then later on, 
the more I got to know her and the more I became accustomed to her style, I realized, oh, she's just pushing me so that I can actually do better. And then um, later on, I feel like if it hadn't been for all her questions and all her feedback, once I went into the election, um, the actual election and on the day when I'm like sitting there, I don't think I would have been as confident or as comfortable as I was in that moment. So um, that was one of the biggest things that I felt truly empowered. Um, she didn't, you know, sugarcoat things. She didn't give me a lot of encouraging, nice words, but it was actually her um, really sharp questions that kind of drove me forward and um, helped me step up to the role or the position that I needed to fill. Did you have any, like, your experience that you empowered others as well, that you feel like, oh, you're mm -hmm. actually being a very empowering person as well? Mm. So for me, I think, um, I once again, I'm more people-oriented, and I think I'm not much of a strategic person, but more of a touchy-feely kind of person. Um, so I remember there was an LCBP um, who was elected relatively late. So... Um, of course, you know, when you're elected a little bit late, you have a sh you have to learn so many things in um, shorter time. And it wasn't really the amount of work that she had to do, but it was just her confidence. And she was like, am I like really doing this right? Or am I good enough for this role? And um, I contacted her and I was like, hey, like I heard you just got elected. Congratulations. But um, luckily, she was also very honest with me. She's like, I'm not sure if I can do this. And I was like, uh-oh, what's going on? So we met up for coffee and I realized um, she was struggling a lot with like confidence. And, you know, when you start feeling, uh, when you start losing your confidence, you also start losing your direction or like what your purpose is. And in this case, she was starting to kind of rethink like, why did I even apply for this position? Like, what do I want to get out of this? So um we sat there for like, I think like five hours and we just talked and I could see like in the beginning she was kind of shy and since I'm a new person. But then later on she started opening up and um, I just asked her a couple questions or maybe shared some of my personal stories and um, mm -hmm. she started shaping her purpose or like her why of being in this organization. And maybe it's not the same reason why she applied for the position in the first place, but um, by the end, she had a clear set of goals that she really wanted to achieve in that year. Um, she knew what she wanted to get out of it personally as well, what she wanted to learn and in which area she wanted to grow. And um, and then I started to see that, you know, throughout the term, she became one of the key performers. And I was like, wow, like the transformation from the girl who was um, really uncomfortable about doing anything in ISEC to someone who's really driving the change and implementing anything new was something that was very visible to me as well so that's something very memorable to me cool that seems like five hour meeting says a lot <laughs> yeah <laughs> but that, i'm glad that like she actually um gets no more about herself and you actually mm -hmm. empowered her yeah so you have been mentioning a lot like you're um going to wrap up your experience right so mm -hmm. um what makes you decide not to progress anymore and you being a person you, like you say you need to wrap up your experience like do you have any advice for our 1920 to close their journey fully as well mm -hmm. so the reason that i decided like this was going to be my last ice experience on a more realistic note i wanted to go back to school and finish up my semester so i just have one semester and 
I didn't want that hanging over my head. And since Isaac was a lot about, you know, being on the field and like doing work, I kind of felt like now I needed to take a step back. And what do you call that? Like, you know, when you're learning, when you're in a more like an academic environment, you get more input, right? Instead of you're giving input to other people. And I wanted to go back to that dynamic. Um, so that was one of the key reasons. And I also wanted to see like what else is out there. Because um, as amazing as Isaac is, there are also other opportunities, right? To, um, for example, contribute to a better world or make change in your local community. So I also wanted to explore what other options there are. So those were like my main reasons that I wanted to move on. Um, and, you know, now that I'm working to really wrap up this experience in a strong way, uh, one of the key um, advices that I'd like to give for anyone else is that don't rush to the end because, you know, once it's over, then it's over and you can't get that back. So um, as you're slowly inching towards the end of your experience, really take the time to kind of reflect on what you um, what you experience. And not all experiences will be good. Of course, it's not all happy and bubbles in ISEC, but um, it could be anything from like what I do is I go through my calendar. I'm like, oh, yeah, I had this meeting then or oh, yeah, we had this conference and that's um, and then I kind of reflect on like my feelings or what were the key challenges and how I overcame it. And of, of course, being the people oriented person that I am, I also go through like the people that I've met and what were the things I learned from them. And it's funny because even if you meet the people all in that one platform called ISEC, they're all so different and you learn so many different things from them. So um, these days, since I'm not as busy as I used to be, I really take the time to kind of go through um, my past four years. And that's something I highly, highly recommend. Don't be too eager to end it because it's going to end anyway. So take the time, um, really go back to what you did and what you wish you would have done so that you won't also um, make the same mistakes later on and just appreciate the journey that you've been on. Cool. So, this is the last question. Like, do you have any advice for our new like 2021 leaders to make the most out of their Isaac journey? Mm. Mm, whether it's my LCP experience or MC manager, MCVP, I think the biggest learning ever is that I got from my Isaac experience is how to enjoy the process sometimes yeah you have a lot of things to do or like sometimes maybe there's like a clash of opinions but i think um and you get so caught up in the whirlwind of things that you forget to enjoy your experience in isaac and i think that's so sad because most of the times we come here um hoping to get something out of the experience whether it's friendships or hard skills soft skills or any kind of personal development but then once you forget to enjoy the process and really live in the moment then you're just doing work and then why would you you know spend so much time and effort in an organization that you don't enjoy so really um yes things are going to be busy and things are going to be stressful sometimes but even then there are things that you can take away from it so don't forget to enjoy the experience and just have fun because um you can only really continue doing work when you're only doing it just for the sake of it but then when you're doing it for the enjoyment for the personal things that you can take away from it, then it becomes something that's really precious and something you can cherish. So that's one thing that I um, wish I could have told myself a couple years back. And also I would definitely like to 
tell anyone who's um, going to start their term soon. Cool. Thank you so much, Jim, for having like this podcast with us. Yeah, do you have any last words to say? Um, I, again, I'd really um, like to say thank you for giving me this opportunity. I mean, it's kind of fun talking about my experience. And there are things that I knew I was going to say, but then there are things that I didn't know I was going to say. So, um, <laughs> you know, this is, again, another part of me reflecting on my journey. So thank you for um, reaching out to me about this. And I hope whatever I said today will be helpful to whoever is listening. <laughs> Definitely, I think. Like, okay. So thank you so much. Thank you. Yay. Thank you.